There's nothing more important than family, and for more than 100 years now, customers have turned to Farmers New World Life Insurance Company and agents like Bryce Babcock to help protect the financial security of their loved ones. What makes us different, first off, is we're, we're completely customer service oriented, meaning that our goal is every day to be available. The other piece, too, is that I'm young, I'm 31 years old, and so I'm hungry, and I'm very motivated every single day to continue to make this agency grow, and, and that's just something that, you know, I, I think that I bring them a lot of other agents do. My initial thought was it's expensive and I just don't have money to invest in my long-term future. Everything I have, I need right now. But once I started looking at the options, it's an absolute no-brainer. You can find a life insurance plan that works for you and you should. It's not just about death either. There's whole life insurance policies that actually have cash value that build over time and so on. So Bryce will break all of that down for you for free. The call is a no-brainer. You have to do it. Brandon's 100% right. Plus, Bryce is even giving out a deal specifically for BSN listeners. I'm going to go ahead and send out a $10 Starbucks gift card right, right off the bat. And so you don't have to do business with us. You don't have to. There's no payment needed or anything like that. It's something that we're going to do for anyone that comes in from BSN. gives us an opportunity to earn their business. Call 303-996-6509 today. That's 303-996-6509. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. For the Colorado Avalanche, that's Matt Duchesne. Right now, news is breaking that he has been involved in a trade that has been completed, and it looks like they have pulled him off the ice here after just playing a couple of minutes to start this hockey game. The best avalanche coverage in Denver. Fans have the puck again in the New York zone. Shot score! Gets who? Gets who? Nathan McKinnon. He just keeps on roaring. Taking you beyond the ice and inside the locker room. Gerard didn't have a stick. The handoff in the slot broken up with a skate by Gerard. He broke up that play. Then he stopped it there. Oh, wow. What a play by Gerard. And now, here are your hosts, A.J. Hafley and Adrian Dater. Ooh, I'm a rebel just for kicks. Hello and welcome into the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go, the only subscription that gets you into almost any event in Denver. Download the In We Go app today. I'm your host, Jesse Montano. I am joined, as always, by the one and only, the great A.J. Hayfley. A.J., early game tonight, which we always love. How are you doing? Um, I'm fine. Yeah, just just I, fine? Yeah, I mean, I've been working all day, so it's... I feel it you. what it is. It's yeah. nice that we have an early game, though. We can get done, you know, early in the night and be off to bed. Well, AJ, I think uh, I think if we were to go in the locker room and ask the Avs how they were doing, they wouldn't quite say just <clears> fine. <throat> Down three to nothing after the first period, despite outshooting the Penguins eighteen to ten, and they had a goal called back. Let's uh, let's go back to the beginning. Jake Gensel opens the scoring. Was that a kick to you? Uh, I thought it was. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess you could say he just guide. Somebody tweeted at me and was like, he guided it in, and I was like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> um, but I guess I guess there, there's kind of a point there. Um, 
I hold on. They're they're yeah. I don't. I'm. I'm literally. I'm watching it right now. Um, and I yeah. don't. I don't understand how. Um, I don't understand how that's not a or how that's not a kick. Uh, he literally turns his skate and fucking kicks it in. Yeah, I, uh, I I was just watching it right before we hit record again, and and yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with it. <sighs> I I don't know, man. I mean, I'm I, regardless. Like they got smoked on that play. Uh, mm. It was it was horrific defense, and Barry Barry was the only one um, that wasn't totally flat footed, uh, and that's because he was diving on the ice in desperation, flat bodied. Yeah, um, and. I don't know, man. I, I thought it was a kick. I was pretty surprised that the league didn't look at it. Um, I thought Bednar could challenge it. And then my brain turned back on and it was like, right, you can only challenge goaltender interference and offside. Um, so, which, I mean, hey, we got to see that too, right? Right. I'll right. say for any of you that, that wanted to see the um... – you know, coaches challenge for yet another avalanche game. Don't worry. You just had to wait for the abs to score. That did come later, but not before a couple very quick back-to-back goals from the pens. After it was three to nothing, would you have called a timeout? Would you have maybe pulled Varley again? Not necessarily a a Varley pull, but just kind of, Hey, (laughs) game started. Let's, let's everyone wake up. I I, personally, I think I would have slowed the game down a bit there. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know what more he can do. Um, I, I just don't like, I, I don't, I don't really know how that process works. I don't know what you're allowed to do, allowed to say, like, what, what, what does it change if Bender loses his shit, which he's never done? No, no, no. I'm not saying lose his shit. Just stop the game. Or not stop the game, but you know, just, just kind of get everyone to collect themselves. I mean, they bounce back. The bleeding didn't continue, but when the game's getting away from you that quick, that early, uh, I don't know. It, it was just interesting, and, and again, it it all seems to have worked out. But yeah, it was. I, I just I was expecting some kind of hey, let's let's slow this down a bit here. Uh, I mean, yeah. I I mean, I don't really know what you do in those situations. You know, like you're getting you're getting caved in. And, um, I, you know, I, I just don't know what you do in that's in that spot. That's I, mean, I know that's amazing analysis, but, <laughs> um, I just, I, again, I, I don't know how to, to stop that kind of bleeding. I don't, um, I, I don't know what you tell a team, like, what do you, what do you say? You call a timeout and you just say, okay, let's breathe. And, you know, let's get back to playing our games or, you know, I, I don't, I don't even know what you would have. Like, what kind of conversation do you have? You know, for no, me, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that I would, I would call a timeout and I'd be like, ah, so, uh, lunch was good. <laughs> let's remember <laughs> the good times. Hey, fellas, you know, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I actually, uh, I had a coach, uh, when I was in high school, I think. And, Moments like that, if we were down by one late, he would. He'd call a timeout of him coming in. He'd always tell a joke. That was like the first thing he would do is he'd tell like some crazy, raunchy joke. He'd say, all right, now that everyone's relaxed. And so I, um, that, what you just said made me think of that. 
Um, the goaltender interference, the Avs goal that did come back, uh, they determined that Carl Soderberg pushed uh, Casey DeSmith in a way that he could no longer make a save on the JT Comfer power play goal. Yet another goal, or yet another review, I should say, goes against the Avs. Uh, that one was that one was close to me. Uh, to me, that one was borderline. You know, like I get where they're coming from um, mm-hmm. in that uh, Soderberg made contact, but there's also there's I mean there's also a delay between huge delay. Um the contact and the, and the goal itself, you know, it's, it's what, like a solid, like second or two. And so I'm kind of, I'm kind of wondering, you know, like what's, uh, what's the, like, how much time does a goaltender get, you know, to kind of quote unquote reset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause if, if that's the case, you could wind the clock back seven seconds, say, Oh, he got bumped there and that knocked him off. Well, and like, right. So I'm, I'm kind of wondering because, you know, we always look at it as, um, we always look at it as like contact while the puck is going in. Well, there right. was definitely contact, but it was also clearly before. Uh, I mean, Comfort wasn't, he didn't even have the puck. Right, right. Uh, when that contact took place. And I don't, I don't think that the contact was intentional. Um, like from one angle, it totally looks like he's elbowing him, like mm-hmm. on purpose. And then on the uh, from a from and that's like the overhead angle from right above the net, and then the mm-hmm. other angle where it's it's looking um, from like center ice, um, mm-hmm. it it looks like uh, you know you can see more of what he, what Soderbergh's actually trying to do, and it it looks inadvertent. And then again, there's a delay between them, and so I'm I would just like to know because I don't know the answer, um, like how much time does a goalie get to reset? Otherwise. Right. What's what's from stopping a goaltender from acting like he's been fucking shot and <laughs> being like, you know, in that well, situation, well, because right. the dude, the dude like Soderbergh made contact with him, but there was obviously time for him to react to the shot because he did react to it. Mm-hmm. And so he was he clearly was still tracking the puck and saw what was going on. He just didn't stop it. And so right. it's like, did how how can you make the argument that he did not have an opportunity to make the save? You know, and, well, and so my, I just I, I would just like to know. I guess I just don't know that part of goal. You know, most of the time when we look at goaltender interference, we're looking at contact while the puck is going in. You know, right? And because you remember the the disallowed goal in the playoff series against Nashville last year in Game Five, where Soderberg had the drive by in front of uh, Rene. And kind of like grazed him as the puck was in the process of going by him. And so it was like, okay, well, like I see where they're coming from in terms of, you know, not there's contact while he's trying to make the save there. There wasn't contact. He was, there was no contact whatsoever while he was in the process of trying to make the save. And I don't think he had been so severely displaced by the contact that he didn't have a chance to reset or get back into position. So well, my first thought was the <clears throat> the goal that was upheld last time the Avs played the Penguins for Sidney Crosby. What they said after was, well, well the puck was loose. Sidney Crosby has a right to the loose puck. The way I saw that play was there's a loose puck. Carl Soderbergh's fighting for it at the top of the crease. Why doesn't he have a right to fight for that loose puck? It's just interesting. It's, it's more stuff that, that again, 
I'm not trying to be a homer here, but it's inconsistency. It's last week you said that puck was loose. Sidney Crosby pushed Philip Grubauer's pad over the line. But they said, hey, it's a loose puck. You're allowed to fight for that loose puck. In this case, loose puck. Carl Soderberg's fighting for it. Bumps Casey DeSmith. Two seconds later, JT Comfort puts a shot on net, and they say it's goalie interference and it doesn't count. I just would like to see more consistency and, and just like everyone else, you know, we want to see the same calls being made because every single time there's a, a coach's challenge. Have, do you know one person who doesn't say this is a coin flip? I don't know what this is going to be. There's no way to guess this. And, and even as sure as, as you know, Mosier is or, or McNabb is or, or hockey Twitter is, it seems like it's about 50, 50 every time. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't I'd like, because there was um uh because because there was contact i was pretty confident that that was going to get overturned but i also don't know like their exact reasoning outside of well there was contact like is that is that their reasoning is that all they look for oh right. like i touched the goaltender and then a goal was scored within a second or two so therefore it's interfering like i'm just not i'm just not sure so um, regardless, man, the Avs piled up shots, but not scoring chances. It wasn't a very good first period. Uh, they got, they got buried early on. And I think we're going to see a whole bunch of score effects for the rest of the night. This will be the, this will be the kind of game where the Avs outshoot Pittsburgh, like 45 to 28 or something. Right. And they lose three to one, you know, maybe four to one, five to one. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows how, how much worse it's going to get? I don't know. So uh, when did the Avs play the Pittsburgh or the, excuse me, the Nashville Predators at home and lose? Um, a couple weeks ago. Okay. So it was November 7th. So yeah. the Avs have had at least two additional goals overturned in that time. The Avs lead the league in goals lost via challenge. Yeah. The, tonight was their fourth goal taken away. Since the November seventh, is that including November seventh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so there the you go. Goals, the two goals against uh, the the Preds that night, and then the one in Nashville on the Borkai stick, and then the goalie interference tonight. So there you go. And the only uh, other one uh, that I remember was the Joe's offside against Tampa Bay. So that's five on the year. Right. Those are the five that I remember. I'm looking at the log of all of them right now. Yeah. Um, and those are the only ones that I can find. Yeah, it's it's um, those five. Not good. And 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 uh, well, and, and uh, what was the Gerard the Gerard goal or was that Nashville? Was that against Nashville? Where it was basically the same play as. Uh, um. As the Tyson Berry um, play against St. Louis is was that against Nashville? Uh, I don't remember. Regardless, it's it's been at least five, and that's the most by any team thus far this season. AJ, let's jump out, catch this second period. When we come back, we'll let you guys know how that second frame shook down. BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go. We will be right back. 
Hey everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go, Denver's best subscription that allows you to go to as many events as you can, including Avalanche games for only $39 per month. There's no additional costs or fees. You heard that right. You can get tickets to Avalanche home games with your In We Go subscription for only $39 a month. And it's not just Avs games. It's Rockies, Rapids, Nuggets, Buffs, Concerts, Beer Tastings, food fests, comedy shows, concerts, and anything else that you can imagine. If it's going on in Denver, there's a good chance that InWeGo can get you in. Here's where it gets good. We partnered with InWeGo to give BSN listeners a great deal. Go to InWeGo.com slash BSN or download the app for free and use promo code BSN50 when you subscribe to get 50% off your first month. That's right, all events in Denver for under 20 bucks during your first month. Try it and fall in love with it just like we all did at BSN Denver. Go to InWeGo.com slash BSN or download the app for free and use promo code BSN50. Now, enjoy the show. Segment number two here, BSN Avalanche Podcast. We have an additional voice with us. It is none other than Big Red Adrian Dater. Joining myself, Jesse Montano and AJ Hayfley. Well, let's just jump right into it as the intermission clock is ticking. We last left you and we said, hey, you know, bad period. The abs are down three to nothing. Got to figure out some way to turn it around. They've had a goal called back. Well, we are coming to you right now from a tied three to three hockey game after 40 minutes. Tyson Berry, Carl Soderberg, and Long Beach native Matt Nieto get the goals for the abs. One power play, one even strength, one shorthanded. Dater, since we haven't heard from you yet tonight, what would you think of the second? Well, first of all, I just want to say I was out feeding uh, homeless homeless people uh, between that period. And, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, I do what I can. But, uh, okay, flat joke. <laughs> I was gonna uh, see how long you were gonna how long you were gonna yeah. wear that. I, I missed your text. I, I missed you guys' text. That's what happened. So uh, <laughs> I, I have I have done some charity work though lately. Uh, well, obviously, boys, better period. Uh, I mean, I didn't hate the first period except for the results, but you know, eighteen to ten shots, four, uh, ten against. Uh, you know, that's good. Um, you know, the ironic thing about watching this period just now is that it should have been 5-3 Penguins. <laughs> I mean, Varlamov has to make two breakaway saves in the fa- in the last, you know, three, two, three minutes. So Why should it be 5-3 Penguins? Because they just got stopped on two breakaways, AJ. Yeah, but that's what a goalie's for. Well, okay. Well, usually goalies, uh, you know, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you between, know, you give up breakaways, you get scored on a lot. So, uh, so yeah, between, I guess uh, breakaways are just commonplace for for AJ Hayfleet, but uh, that's a tough save against NHL competition. So, nah, as I was saying, it should have been five free Penguins, uh, and yet the Avs dominated most of that period except for the last two minutes. So, for me, the last thirty, the last twenty are going to be, you know. Let's let's slow our roll a little bit. Let's get a little more defensively uh, cohesive and, and sound, and not uh, not play the fire wagon hockey. That did get us the three three tie, but it's time to play a little more solid uh, last twenty minutes and get that get that game winner and beat those fools. Avs also stopped on a breakaway. Miko Rantanen, 
I don't know. I don't know how 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 to draw a holding penalty anymore if that's not holding yeah. on on Miko Ranton's breakaway. But let's back it up here. Abs come out and get the power play. That's been so good as of late uh, this season as a whole, but especially during this point streak they're on. And Tyson Berry first game back in the lineup after missing a couple. An absolute laser. AJ, what what you have Sam Gerrard who who's really good on the power play. You know, you've got Kale McCarr coming. You've got Eric Johnson who can contribute offensively. Nikita Zadorov. What is it that Tyson Berry brings that is so special on the offensive side of the puck for the Avs? Uh, well, I mean, what, what, I mean, what he does really well to produce offense um, was not on display on that power play goal. <laughs> uh, but what he has learned how to do uh, over the last couple of years is he's learned how to get that that. You know, you don't you don't really see Barry pick corners very much. You see him score a lot of goals, like the one he scored tonight, where uh, he has a he has a low. Uh, he keeps the slap shot relatively low, but he's he's able to get it through traffic, and you know he he gets it just inside that post, or we've seen a handful of times off that post. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not trying to he's not trying to get too pretty with it. He likes to go underneath that blocker where a goalie gets a little bit of hand, he gets handcuffed a little and it's uh and it's tough for him. And, and he's really kind of, he's got that shot down, man. He can, he can give you that shot. That's where a lot of those go. Um, when, when he scores, uh, he's, he's really figured it out. And that's, that's what I, when I talk about Sam Gerard needing to, that's like his, one of his next steps in his offensive development. That's what he's got to do. Um, he's got to figure out how to get pucks through the net and, and keep them low and competitive and hard to track for a goaltender. Uh, cause you know, through a screen, a puck that doesn't get very high up off the ice is real hard to fight through and, and, and pick up. And, uh, that's where, that's where Barry's really figured it out. And, you know, after, after such a slow start in terms of scoring goals, um, Barry, you know, his, he, he's, he hasn't played in a bit and, Homeboy's right back at it. You know, this is, you know, it was, it was what his fourth goal tonight. Um, so. so he's, you know, he's, he's jumped right back on that train and, and doing his thing. So uh, he looks like he's on his way to another 10 goal season, you know, health willing. <clears throat> Carl Soderberg gets, you know, we'll say a little bit of favorable bounce there, but Hey, the penguins get one off the skate. So we'll go ahead and call it a wash. And then Matt Nieto short, handed i mean it was it was a very abbreviated power play so it's tough to say oh what a great kill by the abs but anytime you can get a shorthanded goal you know data you mentioned there that that the abs were you know the abs controlled a lot of that looked like the abs were really riding that momentum and then and that shorthanded goal kind of put them over the top again matt nieto is someone that we've talked about maybe he needs to come out of the lineup uh maybe be a healthy scratch but as AJ pointed out last week, his speed and his hands are giving guys problems right now, especially further down in the lineup. Yeah, I wouldn't go so far as to say he's been, you know, dynamite the last couple of weeks, but he's, you know, he's definitely been playing better. I've mentioned that myself. Uh, he scored that that goal though was straight fire. I mean, that was that was straight fire goal. What? No, I, I'm agreeing. It was yeah. Awesome. No, that was. I mean, we've like we've seen that dude blow like two breakaways in the last week, and then he he pulls that out I mean, of the hat, and it's like he what? gave the Penguins dude a broken ankle on the on the pull up, um, and then he just rifles that puck to the 
top far corner. I mean, it was it was an unbelievable. <laughs> it was, dude, and it was just so authoritative too. Like I just you don't see that from Matt Nieto that much. That just kind of like straight gangster goal. Uh, so you know, well, that's how they do it in Long Beach. I don't know if you guys knew that's where he's from. I did know that. I did. Oh. I've heard that. I've heard that. I had no idea. Uh, Avs Corsi numbers are all good tonight. Uh, there's not a single player on the Avalanche that has a negative Corsi number tonight. Gabriel Bork is 7-7. Seven, seven. Uh, but otherwise, it's all – actually, you know what? Z- Nikita Zadorov, 10-12. So he's the one. But, uh, you know, I like the way they're playing, boys. I do think that they are uh, playing with a little bit of fire when they get a little too fire wagon hockey here. They play some desperate hockey and got themselves back into it. The question I have is, how are they going to play in the third? Is it going to be more fire wagon, or do you have to play more conservative and, and try to pull out that one goal win? Uh, I, I, I guess I'm curious to see how they do. Well, before we get to the third, AD, I want to give you a chance to to get on your old man soapbox here. Nice. The reverse hit by Rantanen, they called a penalty. What did you think of that? Oh, uh, no, I didn't. I didn't agree with that. I didn't either. I, I thought that was, uh, you know. That's got, hose, got hose in those first 30 minutes of the game tonight by their, by their zebras. Let's face it. I mean, they did. I mean, I know, I know, I know Soderbergh did push the goalie a little bit um, on the goal. But come on. It wasn't. I mean, Jesus, really? I, <laughs> I didn't love it. No, I agree. Uh, AJ, last week we saw. Kind of the reverse here, not kind of the reverse, the exact reverse. Avs are up 3 nothing. Penguins come back, tie it. The Avs end up pulling away. What do the Avs have to do here in the third to avoid the same fate? Uh, score goals. Come on, AJ. You can be a little more analytical than that. <laughs> you, know, you know, they just got to – they have to do what they did last week, man. They've got to find a way. Um, and uh, I think they've got to play you know, just uh, – I mean, I think they've been. I think they've been really since the third Penguins goal. I think this has been their game, man. Well, I told somebody after the first goal that the game was starting to feel a whole lot like Anaheim all over again. Um, I double shift the first line a little bit more in the third. So the the concern I have when when you say you know something like that is because again, what I think what happened to Pittsburgh last week is you exert so much energy in the comeback. That by the time you get down to the last ten minutes, it's hard to stay with them. So you got the game tied. Do you need to risk double shifting the top line? They're not. They're not, they're not getting enough out of the second line. Still, Joe's uh, Kerfoot. I mean, all those. You know, get Kerfoot back on the second line first of all. Anyway, we'll talk about more of that after the game. But I, I'd play in the back line a little bit more. Comfort and Joe's uh, have six shots on goal combined. Yeah. Okay. I I think they've been. I think those guys have been good. Uh, I think Colin Wilson is a ghost. Mm-hmm. Would you? Maybe, I would get rid of that dude. Would you swap Wilson with uh, with Kerfoot for the third period here? I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even play Kamenev and Bork in the fourth uh, third period. The, the way they're looking, uh, just leave them off. Leave them on the bench. Let's go with two lines here. First and the third lines, and let's go get a W. First, going to play two lines for the whole period. Pretty much, yeah, I can do that. So so wait so you're saying McKinnon and then Soderberg's line? I mean I'll play one shift for those guys, but otherwise I don't want Kamenev or Bork uh, playing any more than one minute in this period. Uh, I want 
I want uh, maximum. I want a maximum ice time for the back line and uh, and and Carl's line. Uh, that's good for me. I think that'll get a win tonight. Play the D. Roll those three uh, D pairs. Uh, they can win a one goal game here. I think if they try to be too cute and just play everybody, still they're going to get burned with a, like a Gabriel Bork. I mean, Gabriel Bork should have been scored on at the end of that period with uh, with with a with a giveaway. Uh, let's go get the win here. Let's leave them on the on the bench. I'm done. All right. So Dater's playing Carl's line and Nate's line. AJ, who yeah. are you playing? Line. I mean, I'm I'm putting Kerfoot um, in Wilson's spot, and then I'm playing my top three lines, to, and I'm playing matchups with them. All right. You know, I'm matching Crosby and McKinnon, and then I'm trying to match uh, Soderberg against uh, Malkin, and then uh, Kerfoot, Jostin, and Comfer against Brassard. All right. Well, let's go see how it plays out, shall we? This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go. We will be right back. There's nothing more important than family. And for more than 100 years now, customers have turned to Farmers New World Life Insurance Company and agents like Bryce Babcock to help protect the financial security of their loved ones. What makes us different, first off, is we're, we're completely customer service oriented, meaning that our goal is every day to be available. The other piece, too, is that I'm young. I'm 31 years old, and so I'm, I'm hungry, and I'm very motivated every single day to continue to make this agency grow. And, and that's just something that, you know, I, I think that I bring them a lot of other agents do. My initial thought was it's expensive and I just don't have money to invest in my long-term future. Everything I have, I need right now. But once I started looking at the options, it's an absolute no-brainer. You can find a life insurance plan that works for you and you should. It's not just about death either. There's whole life insurance policies that actually have cash value that build over time and so on. So Bryce will break all of that down for you for free. The call is a no-brainer. You have to do it. Brandon's 100% right. Plus, Bryce is even giving out a deal specifically for BSN listeners. I'm going to go ahead and send out a $10 Starbucks gift card right right off the bat. And so you don't have to do business with us. You don't have to. There's no payment needed or anything like that. It's something that we're going to do for anyone that comes in from BSN. gives us an opportunity to earn their business. Call 303-996-6509 today. That's 303-996-6509. Hey, BSN fans, your favorite Colorado Sports Network has partnered with your favorite Colorado beer, and we're giving them away for free. But in true BSN fashion, we're not letting you go to some major chain for it. We want you to go to your local neighborhood bar and support a real Colorado business. That's why we've created the bar page where any BSN subscriber can go in and get a free beer whenever they want just go to bsnbars.com and you can get one free coors banquet at any bar on that list all you have to do is show the bartender the vip image on that page in your browser and you can retrieve a free coors banquet beer at any of those bars there are over 20 bars there you're sure to find one close to you it's bsnbars.com find a bar and get a free coors banquet on the house thanks for listening to the bsn denver podcast network Third and final segment here, BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go, the only subscription that gets you into almost any event in Denver. Download the In We Go app today. Jesse Montano, AJ Hayfley, and Adrian Dater here to wrap up what turned out to be a 6-3 to three loss at the hands of the Pittsburgh Penguins in Pittsburgh. 
kind of the, the, the tale of, of three games here. The Avs were down three to nothing, tied at three to three in the second. And then, man, just some, just some weird kind of ugly goals there in the third, all by Patrick Hornquist, who gets the natural hat trick. <laughs> and nothing, really wasn't enough time left. The wind was totally out of the Avs' sails. Guys, we talked about what do the Avs need to do to make sure that this doesn't, that what happened to Pittsburgh last week in Denver doesn't happen to them. Well, the exact same thing happened. AJ, uh, what did you see there in the third? Um, it was there was some there was some bad luck there, um, and some some bad hockey. Uh, you know the 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 first the I guess the fourth goal, not the first goal, the fourth goal. Uh, Hornquist's first. Uh, I mean, that's, I don't really have any qualms about that. That's just a good play. A guy won a battle in front of the net and, and banged home a rebound. Uh, you can definitely make an argument that they shouldn't have been on a power play because the quote unquote slash mm-hmm. on Patrick Nemeth was pretty weak stuff. Yeah. Uh, then Varley gave up a really soft goal. And then that sixth goal was just the universe trying to bring balance into it. <laughs> um, with, uh, I mean, the way that that puck bounced in and, and ricocheted off the inside of Kerfoot's skate was kind of silly. So it was just like, all right, we get it, Thanos. You want you want your balance. Like, <laughs> it's fine. Um, so it was, you know, uh, they got, they, they got the, the bounces that Colorado got last week, and that's sports. AD, uh, what did you think? Well... I don't know. I don't know really how to size it up. It's it's amazing to me how similar these games were with the Penguins. I mean, it's carbon so copy and reverse. Don't forget there was a natural hat trick by the Penguins in that game too by Sidney Crosby. We get another tonight. Um, what are the odds of that? Um, you know, overall, I thought the abs could maybe, you know, have one of these freaky games where they come back and win. But but in the end, you know, conventional numbers won again. I mean, you, you, you come back, you spend too much energy trying to get back, then you then you fall back again and the other team takes over. You waste so much energy trying to get back in the game that you don't have enough to go back, go ahead and win it. Um, I don't – I mean, I don't – I think technically the call by on Nemeth was the correct call. I mean, he did slash the stick, and that is obviously part of the new rules changes from the last couple of years, where if you slash the stick, you're going to the box, not just the body. That's supposed to be coming over the top, though. I To me, that looks... You yeah, know, I think that was over the top. To I think that was over the top. If you look at the replay, that was pretty, pretty, pretty good chop there. I'd go watch that replay a, again. I thought it was a stick check where Crosby fell down. And so that's, they were like, can't do that. That's exactly what I saw. I, I, say, ADC, I, mean, I thought he came down with the stick on the stick, didn't he? Or am I reading that? Am I seeing totally double here? I'd go watch that again. Right. That was not – he did not come down. I'll, go, I'll but, go watch that again. I thought I thought on first glance that he chopped the stick. Uh I mean, he, he got the stick, but he he didn't come over the top. He didn't hit him on the top of the hand. <clears throat> he came out. Uh, it might have even been one-handed and hit. To me, it looked like a stick check. Crosby lost his balance, and for some reason, the ref from the neutral zone. But if but if but if you but if you come down on the stick as the other player has the puck, it's 
you're putting yourself in jeopardy there. Um, I, I thought it was a terrible I thought, call. I thought overall tonight, you know, um, just, you know, kind of a fluky – everything was a fluke tonight, it seemed like. Everything was a fluke. I, I thought Pittsburgh's goals were fluky at times. Uh, the Avs getting back into it seemed like a fluke, and then in the end, I think the better team won. But, um, yeah, strange, strange game. Hard to analyze. I'm, uh, I'm still trying to figure it out. AJ, do you think the better team won? Um, yeah, yes and no. Uh, I mean, if I, I think the Avs' defense was really, really bad tonight. I thought Ian Cole was pretty terrible. Really? Good puck uh, possession numbers. Oh, my God. He was he was turning the puck over left and right. Um, his his turnover led directly to their sixth goal, which I mean, of course, it still took a funny bounce. So I mean, it's not all him, but I I thought he was I thought he was so bad tonight. And I disagree. Uh, I would I would probably say this was his worst game as an Av. Um, I thought he just. Didn't didn't have it tonight. Um, he wasn't any good, and he was turning the puck over, and I just blech. And I think that was kind of kind of what it what it was for Colorado. They had their chances, they just didn't finish. Uh, Pittsburgh did, and that was the difference in the game. I mean, if Soderbergh taps home that goal and makes it five four immediately after uh, Hornquist's second goal, what happens in the game? If Rantanen scores on the breakaway at the end of the second period. What happens? You know, and it's four three going into the third period. You know, they they had their got chances. Held, though. No, Nico Rannon got blatantly so, held on that breakaway. He didn't even get a chance okay. to get a shot off. I mean, he did get a shot off, but he was blatantly no held though. He had no left arm. Okay, you. I'm saying, I'm saying they had their they had their chances. They didn't they didn't capitalize on them. Well, would have had a chance That's if the referee sometimes. made a call and let a, let the play develop. Otherwise, he had no chance to score I'm, that play. Really, I'm I'm good on complaining about officiating tonight. I just I did it in the first segment. By the um, way, Ian Cole tonight, 29 Corsi events for 18 against, and yet he was terrible. Yeah, do you, yeah, you know what score effects are? Mm, yeah, I'm looking that up. Was it one to four? Uh, so, um, with, with them, with them up three, nothing like that early in the game, of course they were going to have positive Corsi. I mean, hell in our first segment, I almost predicted the shots on goal correctly. It's true. That's actually all I could think of when I was watching that game. (laughs) So, um, I'm, you know, for me, I, I, when, when a game, when a game is so subjected to, to score effects like tonight, I tend to throw that stuff out, um, just, just because it's not incredibly why meaningful. You, uh, um, I why thought, don't you define for our listeners what score effects are? Score effects. I mean, it's it's you know when a team is when a team gets a three nothing lead, um, then you know you're you're up and you're winning big. You're going to sit back more. It's just natural. It's how it goes. So uh, score effects is you know the losing team racks up good shot share statistics, just like the Avs did tonight. Yes. So many times though, I read about how, geez, geez, this team had a great Corsi. They deserve better, and yet, you know, they might have trailed the whole game. So I don't get which is which sometimes. Oh, well, I mean, it's you just look at the context of the game. What's what's the score? What's, um, you know, okay. how does it go? I'm, I mean, and tonight, again, um, because the score effects had such a, a significant impact on it, um, I didn't, I didn't look at, uh 
shot metrics as much. I looked at uh, scoring chances and high danger chances to see if Colorado's defense was as bad as I thought it was, and it most certainly was. Um, and so raw shot attempts didn't tell me a whole lot tonight when uh, all of the scoring chances were in Pittsburgh's favor, even deep into the third period. So um, I, for me, I just I didn't think Colorado played well tonight. I Their best players weren't very good. Uh, Matt Nieto can't be your best player. Um, uh, as I gave, as I said in the grades, Nathan McKinnon got an F. Um, I I, top line wasn't good enough for sure. Well, I thought Miko and Gabe were okay, but Nate was just terrible. I mean, he lost 11 out of 13 face-offs, two meaningless shots on net. He was kind of just half-assing it out there, I thought, a lot tonight. Uh, Just just a bad game. He deserves one every now and then. So uh, on to Friday, on to Thursday in uh, Florida. AD, I saw your grades, so I know what you thought. AJ, what did you think of Semyon Varlamov tonight? Six goals against, a couple of them. Maybe you want back, but as a whole, how would you assess uh, the Aznet Minder? Can't give up six goals, man. I mean, mm-hmm. you, uh, the fifth goal especially is backbreaking because your team is now down one goal, and you give up you give up some soft shit like that. I mean, that's that's not cool. And I understand it took a weird hop off of um, you know off the ice um, that that it wasn't you know, an, a normal slap shot where, you know, it rises up off the ice and the goalie gets in front of it or doesn't. Uh, it, it took a, it took a couple of weird bounces and then jumped up underneath his blocker, but I'm sorry, an, an unscreened shot like that, uh, that, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like he, it wasn't a rocket or anything um, that, 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 that got by him. Uh, I think that was pretty much the end of the game and that's just not good enough, man. Uh, you know, the first goal, you know, we talked about already, um, but he he had some some bounces go against him for sure. Uh, but ultimately, you give up six goals, man. You can't just look at it and say, "Oh, well, it was all bad luck." That's not that's not the way any game ever is played. And for a guy that you know, despite his good start to the season, he's still in a goaltender competition. And all he did was open up uh, Philip Grubauer to getting to play both games in Florida. And you know, we'll we'll see. So let's quickly look ahead to that Florida trip. I would say it's probably the guess that Grubauer would get the start. The Avs got points in 11 straight. You drop one here. You want to bounce back right away with a, with a win uh, here on, on Thursday. Is that right, AD? Yep, they do. Uh, Florida is always a weird place for the Avs. They usually have success there. Uh, I will be there uh charting the game for BSN Denver. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that flight to uh, flight to Florida tomorrow. And so frontier airlines is on their a game. Um, but, uh, you know what? Uh, I'm, you know, I, I actually feel okay about the ass tonight. I mean, I didn't think they'd ever make a game of it. at when it was three, nothing, they made it three, three, they got a horrible non-call on the rants breakaway. Uh, got all the calls in their favor tonight. So, you know, Varley was terrible in the third, though. No question about it. Uh, he he was he was terrible in that third. I mean, two great saves at the end of the second period on breakaways, but uh, uh, you know, and the, and again, 
you can't get out to you can't play a first period like that and usually win. Uh, Pittsburgh proved it the week before, you know. So uh, it's okay. Can't win them all. On to Florida. Uh, I will be interested to see if Grubauer starts. Uh, abs do not practice tomorrow, so we will have to sort of probably wait till after the morning skate on uh, Thursday. Uh, I should be there, God willing. And uh, we'll report from there. I think uh, think things are fine. Just uh, tighten up a little bit in, uh, in their own end still. Make some saves. They'll be fun. AJ, final thoughts for you, sir. Uh, sad to see the streak end, um, but, you know, you, you knew it was going to at some point, and they, uh, they put themselves in such a good position um to 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 rack up points that it's hard to it's hard to feel too bad about this and 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 like i said to you before we started uh the show was that um if you're gonna i mean if you're gonna lose lose to a good team and you know pittsburgh not not great in the standings so far but i think they've shown in the last week that they're much better than where their standings uh have have put them so far and it, it will not be a surprise to watch that as a team that climbs into the playoff picture as the year goes on. Um, you know, that's that's a good hockey team. They they won a really exciting game against them, and they lost a really exciting game against them. And that's, you know, that's just how it goes. And it, it's it's tough to it's tough to really get too upset about it, given the the month of November that they had, you know, that. This is their first regulation loss since November 9th and it's December 4th. So right. It is it is what it is. You you don't you you don't let it become a habit. You don't lose multiple in a row. You get back to winning and uh you know, you just wait for uh you you get through the road games, go 500 on the uh, on the road and you you take care of business at home and you know, you'll be successful. It's going to be a very home-heavy schedule on the back end for sure, so I completely agree. Just get through it. Get back from this road trip. At least 500. You got two more cracks at it, both in Florida, and you are in good shape. Guys, let's go ahead and get out of here. Before we do, I actually really quickly want to give a shout-out to to a listener that I I met this weekend, uh, this past weekend, totally by chance. I was at the mall walking through. Someone shouted my name, so I want to give a shout-out to Patrick. He was down there with uh, Steamboat Springs High School. They were playing in a tournament, I believe he said, over at Family Sports. Hope everything went well, Patrick. Big shout-out to you. Thank you for for stopping me to say hi. Avid listener, so always great to meet you guys. So, shout-out to Patrick. For AJ Hayfley and Adrian Dater, I have been Jesse Montano. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by In We Go. Thank you guys all so much for listening.